You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you live in your true identity as the creator of your life. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 148. Fear is a cliffhanger. So finish the story. Humans have this amazing tendency to be able to time travel into the future and live out the scenes of the worst case scenario on repeat in the mind. Even though this future hasn't happened, we think of what could happen in the worst possible way and create anxiety and fear from that thought movie as it flashes through our mind. But have you ever noticed how those replays in the brain always stop at the cliffhanger moment? The moment everything goes wrong. The moment you're humiliated. The moment you get rejected. The moment you lose all that is important to you. Fear is powerful. And it can be paralyzing. In this episode, we're going to work through a transformative process to reduce fear and anxiety. It's as simple as finishing the story. We're going to learn to not leave fear as a cliffhanger because in reality, the story isn't done yet. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my new app, Co-Create by Brooke Snow. It's available in the Apple and Google app stores. The Co-Create app gives you access to over a hundred guided meditations, new yoga classes, inspirational audio courses, and community challenges to support you in living into your true identity as the creator of your life. To learn more, you can visit brooksnow.com forward slash app. And just a little shout out here, speaking about community challenges this coming Monday, August 14th, we are starting our next community challenge on the Co-Create app. Earlier this year, we had a meditation challenge for 40 days. We just finished up a nourishment challenge for 40 days, which was amazing. Everyone chose a food goal, and then they picked a word for how they wanted to feel. And that was our embodiment word. And we took a different take on nourishment every single week. It wasn't just about food. It really expanded into having nourishment in our whole life experience. Now, this new challenge that starts on Monday is a similar approach. We are calling it our embodiment challenge, and it includes choosing a goal for yourself that includes movement of your body. This could be a fitness goal. It could just be an exercise goal, anything like that. And again, we're going to pick a word of how you want to feel. Now, this challenge I am so excited about because it is all about embodiment. It is not just about moving the body, but how can we live in our body, in our life, live in our body so that we can have a greater capacity for feeling and processing emotion so that we can be more present because we're not just stuck in our head so that we can have richer experience of life in every single way. Our community challenges are exciting because we release a new lesson every single week, but we also create support tools, including a network for you to be able to have community with other people doing the challenge. We also have new meditations that we create for this challenge, as well as clearing scripts and ways to support you in letting go of limiting beliefs or anything that's blocking you from being able to have a greater experience. So if that is calling out to you, all you have to do to be a part of that challenge is to be 
a subscriber to the co-create app. It's $11 and 11 cents a month. It's an amazing deal for everything that you get and you get a lot of support and a sense of community as well. These courses, these challenges are only available for the 40 days and then they disappear. So if this is an exciting topic to you, I really invite you to dive in, join us for this experience and take advantage of this course while it's actually available. Because as soon as that 40 days is done, we put it in the archive for a whole year and you'll have to wait to be able to experience that again. So sounds fun. Come and join us. Okay. Let's talk about fear. Now, I don't think of myself as someone who struggles very much with fear. I've actually taken a lot of risks in my career that many people would have thought was crazy. If something feels like the correct path for me, I usually bravely start making things happen without really pausing to figure out what could go wrong (laughs) or to even weigh the pros and cons. If it feels right, I just do it. This, of course, is a rather ignorant view of fear. Fear is so much deeper than big decisions or risk-taking. It is far more pervasive than what appears on the surface. The past few years, I have gone through some massive challenges, and I've started to notice an ever-present fear that lurks in the background of my experience. My fears haven't been on my outward actions, My fears instead have centered mostly around what will others think? What will people think of you? What if you are rejected? What if this project fails? What will people think? In the English language, we only have one word for fear. But in the Hebrew language, there are two words for fear. The first word is pashad. The second is yira. Pashad and Yira. Pashad fear is the fear that is magnified by the scary imagination. It's projected images that come to our mind of what could go wrong. On the flip side, Yira fear is the fear that we feel when we are in the presence of the divine. We have entered a space that is so much bigger than we are. Knowing that these two words describe two different versions of fear suddenly makes scripture make so much more sense to me. This is why the angel would tell the shepherds in the fields the night of Jesus's birth to fear not. In other words, do not have pashad fear. Do not let your imagination speculate fearful projections of something scary. And on the other hand, you could have a scripture that says, God loves those that fear him. This fear would be Yira fear. God loves those who are willing to step into the presence of the divine and enter a space so much bigger and grander. We will feel both types of fear many times over. Sometimes we may even feel both at the same time. We may know that we're about to embark on a courageous journey called by God and We could also be scared at the same time. What I want to focus on in this episode is the scary fear, pashad fear, why it feels scary and what we can do about it. Typically when we have pashad fear, we have a type of image in our mind of something terrible happening. Terrible is of course subjective, 
for whatever reason, our own mind judges some type of outcome as terrible or bad. This is a major cause of anxiety. Something terrible could be something as small as being in a social group and not knowing what to say. It could be going to school or some activity and not having any friends. It could be putting yourself out there with something you have created and not getting a raving or supportive response from others. It could be achieving something awesome and fearing your success makes others feel less than you. It could be making changes in your life and feeling like you no longer fit with your old friends. It could be completely investing yourself in a relationship and being rejected. It could be devoting yourself to a cause and having it fail. Each of these types of scenarios all have one major thing in common. They are all cliffhangers. Pashad fear is known for its cliffhangers. It dramatically leads you to the climactic moment and leaves you hanging on the edge of the cliff. There's no resolution. The imagination just stops at the worst possible moment. And then the imagination does something even worse. It replays that moment over and over and over again. It's no wonder that fear can cause so many problems inside our bodies. Pashad fear is a cliffhanger, and this is why we react with any type of typical response like fight, flight, or freeze. Recently, I too was suffering from cliffhanger fear. I was deathly deathly afraid of disclosing to anyone that I was going through a faith expansion and questioning so many things about my church. I remember vividly sitting in my bedroom with thoughts running through my head with so many questions. And the statement came into my mind, Brooke, you are dangerous. Those words lambasted me. That statement embodies in detail my greatest fear this challenge has brought. The fear of not only being rejected by my family and friends, but also seen by others as someone dangerous, a dangerous thinker, a dangerous questioner, someone not to be trusted, and worse yet, someone not to be accepted and loved, someone that must be cast out because of the harm I could cause the tribe. In my effort to be mindful of what was happening to me, I named the emotions and felt my feelings. After the wave of terror passed through my body, I could see more clearly. My heart finally spoke up and said, you're not dangerous, Brooke. You deeply love God and other people. You believe in love. You believe in Christ. You believe in the simple good news of the gospel. You believe in Zion. How can you be a danger? Despite this redemptive moment, the scary Pashad fear has continued to show up again and again. My cliffhanger was, if people know I'm questioning anything, I will lose everything. I will lose everything I have built. I will lose my business. I will lose my livelihood. I will lose my friends. I will lose my family. Everyone will leave me. 
going through a faith expansion has been terrifying and deeply traumatizing. Through all of this, I have been so blessed to have my friend Christy hold space for me without any judgment. As I sat paralyzed one day playing that cliffhanger scene over and over again in my mind of losing everything, Christy brilliantly paused and she said, okay, let's go there. I invite you to dive deep into this fear and visualize it and experience it completely. Go meditate and see all the worst possible things that can happen. Then come back and tell me what you experienced. So I did. And oh my goodness, was it painful. I allowed my mind to see all of it, to feel all of it. I lived it out in detail. And then something remarkable happened. The movie scene advanced forward beyond the cliffhanger. It started to reveal the resolution, the rest of the story, the what happens next. As I watched my fears play out, as I watched myself having lost everything, I noticed as the dust settled in my imagination, I noticed that my family was still there. (laughs) They may not understand me completely, but they didn't leave. I noticed that after everything in my career fell apart and I mourned my losses, that I said to myself, well, let's get to work now. And I started to rebuild from scratch. I was shown scenes from other moments in my life when I had to start over and how I had survived those times. I was shown that my life would go on and that I had a lifetime pattern in the past of rising again. The meditation was cathartic. It did more for processing the fear than anything I've ever experienced. To know that there was life beyond the cliffhanger was enough for me to stop replaying that scene over and over again and to cultivate some faith and hope that there is life beyond this fearful projected moment that hasn't actually even happened yet, but I'm imagining it will. This was a massive shift for me. Since that moment, I have gained more courage I have opened up about my experience. I can't control whatsoever how people will treat me or what they will think or who will leave and who will stay. But I do know that whatever happens, I will be okay. And that has been enough. Since this experience, I have been able to do this same type of approach with my kids. My eight-year-old daughter had her first dance recital in a big theater recently, 
She loves dance. She loves performing. Her dream has been to be on the big theater stage in our local town. And it was finally coming true. But the night of their final dress rehearsal, her fear got the better of her. And in tears, she came and sat on my lap and confessed that she was so afraid that she would mess up. She was so afraid that she was going to forget her choreography and ruin the whole show. She had her own cliffhanger moment, and she was replaying it again and again in her mind. So I asked her, what is the worst thing that could happen? What if you totally mess up and you forget everything? Would you be okay? No, it won't be okay, she cried. (laughs) So I said, would you be okay the next day? No. (laughs) Would you be okay in a week, in a year? She paused and she said, I'd be okay in a week. Well, look at that. It turns out even if you mess up, you're going to be okay in a week. That's great. How about I make you a deal? If you mess up, I'm going to take you out for a treat. She looked at me shocked and then she smirked and she said, what if I don't mess up? Will you still take me out for a treat? (laughs) And I told her, absolutely. She suddenly had a smile on her face and she went to bed calm. The cliffhanger wasn't on replay anymore. She saw the resolution to the scary story and had confidence she'd recover even if the worst thing happened. Friends, whatever your own Pashad fears may be, I know how scary it can feel. Everyone feels fear. Everyone. Everyone has something that terrifies them at some point. This is part of life. Learning how to be mindful in those moments can make all the difference. If you feel Pashad fear or someone in your life does, I invite you to notice the cliffhanger. Does the image of that fear just stop at the worst possible moment and leave you hanging? If so, I invite you to explore the rest of the story. What happens next? I don't know what your cliffhanger may be, but I do have a whole lot of faith that the resolution is greater than you could even imagine. You are the hero of your story. And if you don't feel like the hero right now, then the story isn't done. There's more to come. You make it out in the end. Even in the worst possible stories, I know your ending works out. Every ending works out. Why? Because Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. In the 1828 dictionary, the word finisher means one who completes or perfects. What an amazing name of Christ. Through Christ, every story finishes well. Every story. Because Christ completes and perfects it. Whatever we perceive as going terribly wrong isn't finished yet. Christ is the author and the finisher of our own stories. When we allow ourselves to really lean into this truth, the Pashad fear melts away and we enter into the space of Yira. We have entered into the presence of the divine. 
You move beyond the cliffhanger and the story completes and perfects through divine love. I believe this with all my heart. Fear is a cliffhanger. So finish the story. Finish the story. Finish the story. See it. Say it. Feel it. Do it. Become it. You are a creator. Now go co-create something great. <laughs>